psych myself up. I'm psyching myself up. You got this, man. You did a really good job last time. I don't know how I did it. I, I You know, I'll be honest. I know how I did it. I was a bit annoyed at you because you were, you were like talking about how you wouldn't name the book. Wouldn't name the book. Yeah, the book that we referred to last week. Uh, the, the quote that you referred to from which book it was. And I remember I told, yeah, I told you maybe talk about the book a little bit. And you're like, I'm not. It's not a book report. Which is true, actually. It, you didn't need to. Oh, see. But you didn't express that you were annoyed at me. Yeah, because I, I was like, uh, he's right. But I was annoyed regardless. I'm kind of like that, too. If somebody annoys me, I can function better. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, so I was, I was in that energy. I'm like, you know what? This is not a book report. Fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. And that I got that intro in. Well, you're welcome. So let's get going. Let's get going. Welcome to session two of Lost in the Grid. This is uh, Nithin and our Alistair. We are two lost souls trained in the ways of architecture, trying to figure out who the hell we are and what the hell we want to do and how we want to look at the world. And this is us just talking about all that today. Sweet. <laughs> so we were talking, uh, like the name of our show is Lost in the Grid. And actually reflecting on it, I'm kind of thinking that we're not or at least I'm realizing how much that uh, I'm not actually that lost. And so there's... it's interesting you say that because the whole this whole exercise was to figure out how to get unlost. And it seems like you got that after one session. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, if you ever want to figure out who you are, just get a podcast. Well, I didn't figure out who. Well. I didn't get unlost, but I was sort of reflecting on what it means to get unlost. And I think a very important part of operating in the grid or sort of getting what you want out of it or, you know, moving through it is uh, developing like how to see, how to find your way out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so this kind of drew me to the idea of a lens, like everybody has a unique lens that they see the world through. And I think using that lens, um, in our case, for uh, design purposes, is kind of how, uh, like the end goal maybe, is to have this lens and then have it, um, I guess you're bringing your unique way of seeing the world to design problem, whether it's mm -hmm. architecture or sketching or... Anything creative. I, like. So I guess before we get into that, uh, when we say design problem, what do we, what do we mean by that? Because uh, we tend to look at it through the lens of architecture now, at least you and I do. Yeah, that's the main one for sure. Yeah. So, but I feel like, yeah, design could be anything, right? And I, I feel like for anyone listening, it doesn't have to be purely architecture, even though a lot of what we talk about is through the lens of architecture, because that is how we've kind of been influenced. And I think what yeah, we're going to talk it's what about we studied and it's what we studied what we and it's what day. we do with our lives right now. Uh, and I think what we're going to talk about today is going to be like, there's going to be a lot of ex examples being pulled out of that architectural way of looking at things. And 
it doesn't necessarily mean because everyone has a, their own unique way of looking at things and it's it's important that everyone realizes that because I feel like self-identity is a very important thing and I feel like for me this whole podcast is trying to find that not necessarily as an architect only but as a as a designer yeah and that's why I was saying that I don't think I'm actually that lost is because sort of reflecting on what makes up my lens um, there's a lot that's there like yeah. I have a very clear idea of instructors that I liked, designers that I like. And I do have opinions about things. Like we both have strong opinions. Yeah. Often opposite. So there's that's true, actually. It's 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 we definitely have a lens. We we both have very distinct lenses of looking away at things. And ninety percent of the time it is the opposite. Like I feel like you and I are look at things a very different way. Yeah. And but for some reason it's been able to work in a cohesive manner well i think because we are opposite there's like oh you think there's chemistry yeah because i (laughs) i don't like conversations when you're just agreeing agreeing. nothing comes from it but yeah i like i like the way that we think the opposite ways that we think well i think the maybe why it works is because i never expect to um, change your opinion like i know you're not going to i'm not i'm not actually trying to change your opinion i just like the fact that you see it differently. Yeah, yeah, and I vice versa. I think. Well, sometimes I do feel like I wish I could change your opinion about certain things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I haven't been. I don't think I've ever been successful at that. Changing your opinion about anything. Is F one a? It's not an opinion. It's not I, an I opinion. just. You I just got for, me into it. So Formula One is something that I've been a huge fan of since I was a kid, and Alistair has gone into it recently. Um, but again, I feel like you and I have very differing opinions about the sport itself. So, <laughs> so even when we're drawn to the same thing, we're we're able to find different things to to look at and admire and hate based well, on our lenses. Our well, actually, opinion. I don't know. We've never actually. Who's your favorite driver on the grid right now? Right now, Max yeah. Verstappen. Oh, oh fuck! Yeah. We are different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I like Renault, so I'm rooting for Renault, and then. Ricardo, yeah, uh, he's my he's who I root for every weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I like I've been liking Red Bull this year. Uh, I don't like Red Bull the brand, maybe. <laughs> I I hate Red Bull the drink. I um, oh yeah yeah I'm not a big fan of the drink at all. Yeah, but do you ever drink? You don't drink caffeine, do you? I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink uh, yeah no coffee, no tea, no energy drinks. You know, I tried drinking Red Bull to keep me up. It just put me to sleep. So I was just very annoyed by that, and now I've never drank Red Bull since. Interesting. Were you like staying awake the entire night? Yeah. Yeah. You, I for some reason I get the same thing. If I'm staying awake all night, I eat like vegetables. And vegetables? No, no, I need candy. Well, candy too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Although one time, uh, you know those Maynard uh, juicy squirts. That sounds disgusting. I know it sounds disgusting. Juicy sounds- squirts. <laughs> Juicy. Juicy squirt is a candy. It's like it's shaped in like fruits. Like it's like grapes and like, and when you bite into it, there's a juicy squirt. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so does it I come would... with like a not safe for work label? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Jesus. it's whatever. You know what I mean. Either way, um, the <laughs> uh, I remember uh, having that during grad school because I had, had a late night. And I ate two bags of that, and I got so sick the next day, and I haven't been able to eat it since. 
So I think this is a perfect example of where our lenses differ. That sounds like the worst candy ever. <laughs> I like Maynards, but what I would do is I would take wine gums and leave them so they get hard. Oh, and stale. What? stale wine gums? <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. Ugh. Okay, there's one. I know there's one candy that you and I really are on board with: licorice all sorts. Oh, you like those? Too? I love licorice all sorts, but I feel like we're one of the few. I used to get made fun of for eating those all the time. Really? Oh, man. So when I tree planted, we would get like one day in town every seven days. And I would always buy like a big bag of those. And people would be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And I would just eat the whole bag. I could eat a whole bag of licorice all sorts. I could have used you back then. (laughs) I needed moral support. But yeah, like, yeah, we do have our, our, our very different ways of looking at things. Uh, and it's very much influenced who we are and who we want to be. Um, and this 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 whole process of the podcast, for I've I've noticed that it's like we're using the same vessel to get two very different things out of it. Like you want to get something so very specific out of it, and I want to get something very specific out of it, and they don't align with each other at all. So I think it'll be very interesting. Well, how do you like? We both want to get unlost, no? We do want to get unlost, but I don't think we want to be unlost in the same space. Like I feel like you want to be a bit more whimsical. You want to be a bit more loose. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So we were talking uh, about presentations at some point, and yeah. you like to be very loose, and I like to practice my presentation so yeah. much that it becomes second nature, almost. Like I practice it so much that I could do it word for word if I had to. But yeah. then when I actually give the thing, it's not word for word. So right. I think I eventually get to you, like the state that you uh, that you follow. Like, yeah, I wing it. Like I wing my presentations. And there's a good chance that it's going to be great. And when it's great, it's really great. And But when it's bad, it's really bad. Um, so I try to know what I'm talking about as much as I can before. But I don't try to prescribe my words. But... The thing is that sometimes you just kind of start rambling Mm. and you kind of just go in circles. And so I need, for me, I want a bit more direction in the way I talk and the way I think even. Like sometimes you just get kind of lost in your thoughts and and you just want to be a bit more focused. So I'm using this podcast to be like that. Yeah, and I am too. And I think that's why I feel a bit less lost. Yeah. This week, because I sort of sat down and said, okay, you know, I think getting developing your lens, I think, is a very important part of becoming uh, found or like finding your place in the grid. Finding your voice. Finding your voice. Yeah. Yeah. And in doing that exercise, I kind of realized that there are lots of, um, there's lots of development towards my, my lens already. Yeah. And it's just sort of a matter of, I guess, recognizing that and then using it. Um, so, so much of... Channeling it. Sure, channeling it channeling and then, it. you know, believing in it and sort of always developing it. So, I think, yeah, that's that's really good. And I think maybe the next step w- would be for maybe for both of us to talk to each other about how we look at things. Because I think that could help. Sometimes, you know, even when you think about the way you are and the, and what you do, it's when you actually express it to other people that you get a more resolute answer in terms of what you want to figure out. So would you consider, like, yeah, I think the idea today is maybe like to talk about our, our lenses a bit. Yeah. So you see where we come from. 
and maybe that'll help us uh, with where we want to go and how we want to express ourselves more. Yeah. 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 Um, so I I found that I could figure out part of my lens just by thinking about the artists that I like or the instructors that I've had in school that you know kind of challenged me in a certain way and made me see things um, you know in a different way. And I'm thinking of my most recent prof who is very much in the school of uh uh what do you call it like deconstructivist like mm. wacky architecture which is something that so i started my career at dal which has like a very uber pragmatic way of designing and you know frank Gehry was just not something that you did and then seeing this like fully fledged architect do these crazy um buildings really it <laughs> I guess getting exposed to artists in Italy as well was like a really big uh, shaping. Like there's this uh, movement art polvera that I really got into and I think directly led to that uh, instructor as well. What's it about? It's They were using sort of found objects, but like very readily available found objects. So they would work a lot with sort of concrete and like raw wood. And it was there was one example he showed that still sticks with me and it was taking, it was investigating, I guess, natural forces. So it was like this giant block of concrete with leather straps cast into it. Um, and it's all like scrap material. So it's not beautiful looking, it's very raw. And then they've taken a stick and then twisted the leather so that if you let it go, it would spin and unravel. And then it's placed against a wall in the gallery. And so it's this, embedded idea of sort of tension and then it's kind of juxtaposed like the classical uh you know italian sculptures where they're mm -hmm. like throwing a discus or something mm -hmm. so there's real tension versus sort of the idea of tension like tension caught up in a moment yeah so i guess i was reflecting on all of these things when i was thinking about my lens and i think these experiences really shaped yeah for uh, sure yeah i think um We've had that conversation where like our lens is very much like in its purest form when we come out of school because yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're the idealist uh, architect in training and and then you kind of go through the rigors of the real world in our in, in our profession and that we kind of lose a bit of that. Well, there's no uh, like, I don't even know what you call it. There's There's just no place for it almost. Yeah, because, you know, uh, it's fu we're functioning in a, a very specific grid now, right? Yeah. And I think we're reaching that point where I we feel like we should, our love sense of indiv individualism should be an asset more than we shouldn't try to separate it from what we do now. Right. Yeah. So you're you at work. You're, so you're you at work. And I always try to be, but doing whatever you want to be doing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Conformity sucks. Right. Um, and one of the, the tensions of the grid is that like you're forced to conform to a certain extent because the pragmatic nature of especially architecture in the real world doesn't really have the time, the patience to deal with an idealistic student just out of school. Right. Well, yeah, people are concerned with budgets being on time. Exactly. Being... There's, there's real forces at work and you lose the the opportunity for real exploration real true exploration and development of your personal sense of 
creative creativity. Yeah. Um, and that needs, I feel like that's something that I want to bring into my work. I don't know how that again, is one of the ways I'm lost is this. Well, I think baby steps just by, I, that's I guess why I was saying I don't feel as lost. Cause I think the first step is sort of recognizing that you do have a, a unique um, view and voice. Right. It's just a matter of feeding it. Right. So do you find that your unique voice and the your 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 lens is rooted in architecture? Um I think that's where the strongest that's where like the most time has been put into developing it because I mean that's what we did all through school. It's what I do every day. But no, I mean I do I have like other hobbies that I'm not as good at, but there's still like a way I mean there's music I like, there's guitars that I like. Um, so yeah, you all... picked, you started playing guitar at the beginning of. Uh, well, I mean, you used to play it in high school. I did, and then I picked it up because of the, the quarantine. Yeah, and you got a really beautiful guitar now. It's like, oh, thank you. It's it's made in Japan. It's and... a, yeah, it's a Japanese made uh, Fender Telecaster, and Telecasters are kind of polarizing in that, in some ways, they are kind of ugly. <laughs> Why? I I mean, have you seen like a Les Paul or a? So I'm I'm musically like illiterate, so I'm just gonna Im- uh, imagine it's great. <laughs> Slash from Guns N' Roses. Yes, okay, I know Slash's guitar. Yes. So that I mean, I can even I understand that that's like a pretty beautiful guitar. Right. It's not for me. The Telecaster is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Slash is something else. Like his his music, his his solos are incredible. He he's like again like I'm musically illiterate and. I wish I wasn't, and Slash is one of those artists that make me wish that I wasn't, because the way he kind of just forms tunes. I I don't know that much about Guns N' Roses. I mean, I know like their big songs, but well, even their big song, uh, which was like "Sweet Child of Mine." Sweet Child of Mine. That that riff in the beginning was just him messing about, right? And it it's now one of the most famous uh, intros to a song ever. So I, I yeah. think I think because he has such a defined voice, he knows who he is and he knows what he is. Even him riffing could be something iconic. Right, and see, there's like even uh, your lens applied here, like into yeah. music. So it's in everything. I personally like Black Sabbath better. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never I, get into Black Sabbath. I, I just like if you just get into like the guitar, it's pretty. No, I yeah. Uh, could never I yeah I could never get into black Sabbath. for me like my lens is defined not by architecture mostly actually like even though I'm I'm in architecture a lot like I kind of um I'm so into like especially sneakers right, right right so I get so caught up in that and that's a very like defining element of the way I look at things and the way I design things even even the buildings that I whenever I work on a design for a building I try like to like instill some of some design decisions that I realize ultimately comes from a sneaker well that's uh, perfect though. I think so I I, I think uh, it's really good and I think it's very important especially for like architects to not look at just architecture when they oh, I completely agree with when that. they when they look at it's... precedents because I feel like there's so much there's so much being said in this this creative space through different mediums and different objects that that have elements that you can pull out and put into something else, put into architecture. 
that I, I feel like it's very important. Like, uh, so Dieter Rams is, he was an industrial designer. He used to design uh, for Brown. Uh, yeah. And so he's one of my biggest idols when it comes to design. He has this like 10 principles of proper design. And it's very, oh, yeah? it's very rigorous. It's very much the opposite of, of the prof- our professor in, in grad school where it's, a, it's like messy and stuff. It's, it's very much about purity and simplicity and like clarity. Mm-hmm. And I'm very drawn to that. Um, even though like sometimes when I look at my work, I don't see it. And I feel like that's where I feel uncomfortable with some of the things that I do. It's just that I feel like it's not, it doesn't have that level of clarity uh, that like, you know, someone like Dita Rams would do where it's just pure, like it's pure beauty in its simplicity. Um, and so, yeah, he's definitely one of my idols. Uh, but then I also have like, I also look at sir like other people who have different ways of looking at things like Virgil for us both Virgil is oh yeah yeah is a is a is a big um his books somewhere over somewhere here. Here. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's he's someone I think who kind of has the best of both worlds he's kind of messy but he's not um yeah I could see that yeah. um and I think that's where I that's what I where I aspire to be oh, I, interesting I, I want to be I want to be clear. I want to be, okay, I want to be, like, if Dieter Rams and Virgil Abloh were to be, like, fusioned into one individual, that's who I would want to be. That's pretty cool. I know. It would be <laughs> freaking awesome. Uh, but I don't know how that person would exist because there are so many, like, competing ideologies. And I feel like that tension would actually make very exciting things. Yeah. yeah. The, those are two cool names. What about you? Oh, shit. Yeah, you caught me by surprise. <laughs> you know what? I really like... Um, well, yeah, Virgil. But then uh, who would be my... I really like Louise Nevelson in terms of like just pure sensibility. Mm-hmm. Like her art is just really... So I'm not very familiar with her, actually. So. But you, you know, like she was the one who would use like those found pieces of yep, yep, wood yep. and then like paint them all like flat black. Right. right. And they're just so... Uh, yeah, I think I sent you a picture of her. Like, I was in Detroit at a gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah and I did. sent you. That's uh, So I just thought it was very cool. And I sent you that photo. And you're like, holy crap, it's yeah. Nelson. And that's when I started to look into her a bit more. But, yeah, I'm still not as familiar as with her work. But it's it's interesting for, for me. Um, yeah, when I went to the museum, I, I didn't get much out of it. Uh, but but it's it's good to know that you know like she's someone you look up to and like someone. Yeah, I mean it's funny to because we only know or at least I only know her through the work, mm-hmm. um, and she's obviously like way way at mm-hmm. the top of the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but then because we're talking about people like that, also uh, Carlo Molino, mm-hmm. who was uh, he was an architect, but he was also trained as an engineer. And then he also built like a race car. Oh, really? And then he's actually most known for his photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he was also like a furniture designer. So he just did it all. Did it all. And like in a very, like Turin in Italy is like a pretty wild um, city. Like there's, it's almost like traditional modernism. Something happened there because it had people like him and they make these crazy um, structures that are still kind of modern, but there's more, uh, I guess, whimsy to it. Mm-hmm. But in a very rigorous way. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's... Yeah. I think that's the... I think that's 
for me that's perfection whimsy and rigor yeah and quirky too like his personal so his we saw he did like a theater in turin and then he did uh a dance hall and like they're st- like very modern but like still kind of he made, he modeled the theater over like a, a womb so oh, you really? enter and everything is like red and like even the form of the building is kind of like a woman's body oh interesting uh, but then his apartment was like super eclectic there was just all of this stuff from all different like it did not look like a modernist's mm-hmm. uh, because I, well you know i i admire that actually like i admire the eclectic nature that people have when they're like drawn to certain things like if your your let's say your apartment has a lot of different elements from very different for my grandma from, <laughs> well your for your grandma for sure yeah and other things as well right like you have some of your schoolwork here that's right doesn't quite like it's a it's a big block of resin <laughs> yeah um, and and you have some like plaster casts and i have a giant desk from an old office yeah too. so it's like it's like pieces right it's very eclectic and in my place it's it's kind of the same but not i have like a lot of like figure like toys and uh but it's like very much who we are yeah there's our lenses again it's, yeah, our it's, lenses it's, are it's, it's, there yeah it's like a, a physical manifestation of our lenses like i have gundam figurines and um sneakers and and then architecture books i guess that's <laughs> yeah. our tying uh element that we both have like books of like related to architecture and design but like then we kind of just go in our separate ways um, yeah and it's interesting because a lot of everyone everyone that we've been in school with have the common threads of architecture in 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 their lenses but then they have their own unique perspectives my my biggest uh, observation through school about everyone's work was i noticed that in first year everyone had their own unique way of expressing their work okay our first year so our first year of school yeah everyone had their own style it wasn't some of them weren't particularly developed some of them were very developed but their own like unique very unique yeah but i noticed that as the years went on everyone's sense of representation and everyone's sense of you know showcasing their ideas became very aligned yeah that's the grid yeah it is right it and i and i always i always wished that and i felt i felt for that too like i was well, because well, in like, first year, like, I didn't even know how to represent things. So um, sometimes it was it was fun, but most of the time it was a disaster. But but I still enjoyed the the crap that I put out because it was kind of, it had elements of me in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like, yeah, the, the grid of, of um, architectural education influenced everyone to kind of just line up and by the by, like thesis, everyone's projects, like as you, at least like through like visualizations, looked ex- mostly the same, right? And, except for I think yours, yours didn't. Well, our yours whole was, group was different. Yeah, because you guys really like went and explored like the art of it all. Yeah, but if we all used the same medium, they probably would have turned out pretty similar. Yeah, actually, and, actually if you look, yeah, anybody that made stuff out of plaster is gonna look. Like plaster and found objects is probably going to look like yeah. plaster and found objects. So it, it's just we had a different medium. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's very important that everyone takes the time to actually look at their own le- through their own lenses. Because it's not like it's honestly, it's not something that I considered until you actually brought up this uh, 
this topic like because we know that we both have our ways of looking at things right but we never really think about what that is no and i hadn't really reflected on it either until you know we had to figure out what our and, episode but it's, was gonna it's be. such an important thing to to actually think about yeah and don't you feel slightly less lost i do feel slightly <laughs> less lost i agree okay you know what yeah you do have a point there i'm still lost in many ways but but at least i know where where to go in or a certain direction to go because i know what what influences me and i know what i like and i know what i dislike and that definitely creates or at least a semblance of it start it's the start of a path yeah to something yeah, yeah. so i do feel less lost in that regard so mission successful in terms <laughs> of being less lost in the grid still lost but less but less but less so yeah <laughs> yeah sick are we is that is that it i i no, so we were talking about doing like a fun segment and I suggested Would You Rathers. Yeah. Uh, we haven't prepared any of this. No, though. so. So if we didn't do Would You Rathers, we could do like some bullshitty competitions or something. What's a bullshitty competition? I don't know. Like I love competition because I love to win. Uh, you want to see who can drink a cup of water faster? No, that's, a, that's, that's, <laughs> I could, I'm going to win that in like two seconds. Do you think you could beat me? Oh, hundred percent. Man, in high school, I won a donut eating competition. Donuts are different than water. It's easy. It's harder. It's harder than water. Did I tell you about our, uh, burger eating competition at work? Yes. I think you mentioned it, okay. but I think it was, was it McDonald's? It was McDonald's, uh, double cheeseburgers. How many? So we decided to go with time limits. Oh, okay. Um, and then it was originally going to be like three of us. And then the IT guy joined in. And the <laughs> IT guy was a wild card that ruined everything. Because <laughs> he was an animal. Oh, like he won? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, we gave, I think it was five minutes. So it was like the number of burgers you could eat in five minutes. So I hit five and I tied for second. And five? then five in, in five minutes. In five minutes? Oh, I think I could beat that. And but then, I mean, yeah, I could definitely beat that. I guess it doesn't It doesn't sound that impressive. And then the IT guy finished like eight in five minutes. Okay, eight in, yeah. I, I <laughs> don't maybe, know if I no, it was that. seven. No. I, I did. How did you feel after? Uh, I was actually very concerned about going to the bathroom when it eventually <laughs> happened, but it, no, it was fine. No, I my... Yeah, the donut eating competition in high school is it's one of those like weird life highlights that you'll never forget. And you kind That's of a like, highlight of you. Oh yeah, I'm definitely I, I'm definitely proud that I won an all school donut eating competition. How many donuts? Uh it was uh, six donuts. That's um, nothing. It's not just you though. It's like you have a you have a time limit. You're like racing. There's four of us, right? Yeah. There's four. It was six. Yeah. It's a half a dozen. So, uh, six donuts, four of us. Yeah. And we had to like go as quickly as you can. So you got to beat other people. So it's a speed thing. It's a speed thing. It's a race thing. And it's not just like the same glaze. There was a Boston cream in there. That's the wild card. Boston cream is disgusting. <laughs> and then, so you're racing each other, right? You're just eating, eating, eating as fast as you can. Did you do Boston cream first? I, I just. <laughs> took whatever i could grab first just took whatever i could grab first and so i remember like looking at the boston cream being like that's gonna be a tough <laughs> one um which it was and then like to to like push it all down they gave us like each a pitcher of cold water 
cold right. water and it's and you're like shaking you know the adrenaline adrenaline is just rushing through you i could imagine yeah. oh man it was it was such a rush and it was it was so wild and so like the two of the four guys were like out of it they weren't even in it so it was me and this like skinny ass dude from the year above me and i was in my last bite and i looked over and he didn't have any donuts left yeah and i was like oh crap i lost but then he couldn't swallow his last bit so he like was it the boston cream that it was i don't know what the... it was i think it was like a chocolate glazed and so because of that i won and my prize was a box of crispy cream that's bad prize <laughs> such a proud moment <laughs> that's pretty good how fast did you do it in? i don't even remember all i know was that everyone it was it was during our morning assemblies so so in morning assemblies there were like yeah. activities and then that day they just announced, you know, so we're going to have a donut eating competition. Who wants to do it? And I wasn't going to do it. But it was like it was like one of those like rocky moments where everyone was like, Nathan, Nathan. Oh, really? People uh, knew you could do it. I mean, I used to eat a lot in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so so they were just like and I was like, oh, man, you know, like the reluctant, reluctant hero going to battle. Okay. I'll be like, all right, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. And so I went out and then I just remember hearing the cheers like gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I'm I'm com- comparing this story to like gladiator when I'm like it's donuts. But but it was that it was just that it was a great feeling and yeah. That's a lot of pressure all those people. I'm telling cheering. you man, cheering you on. Yeah, like cuz And it's high school, right? High school too. Yeah. yeah great so great 11, of- yeah. Could make or break your life. <laughs> well, if if my life was broken because I didn't finish donuts on time, that'd be pretty sad. But it was definitely a highlight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, our competition was very recent, and the the, the manager of McDonald's came out to watch us. Oh, and did then there he? was like seven street people that stopped <laughs> to watch. But but yeah, I think it's interesting. I think I think we got segued into these stories, but it's it's very important to know. These because as as much as we like to take ourselves seriously with the way we think about who we want to be, I think deep down we were just a bunch of. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not trying to take. My, well, I guess maybe it is taking ourselves serious to talk about like. A gri- oh, hundred percent. Because we're trying to stuff. figure out who we are. Yeah, but also at the same time, we we're are, just a goof. <laughs> yeah, we we're we're a bunch of we're two goofs. We're just like goofing around, but um, and I think that makes that's that makes everything happy. You know, that's why like going back to what we said last week. Uh, where we are happy with who we, it's been a good life and I goofing around and doing the things we do like it's a big part of that yeah you're right and sometimes I actually f- I forget that it's important to keep that in mind like especially like you know places like grad school when we're going through such like intense times where we're like learning and trying to express ourselves and all that goofing around really like helps the tone of that and you you and I were big part of like goofing around like we did a lot of stupid shit yeah that's true but yeah it's it's always important it's always important to to have fun while we're in this crazy grid mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a good way to end it. it yeah we don't have a i guess we have like that sweet song you found as our out, outro. <laughs> yeah okay awesome all right, dude. Sick. I think this is this is it. This session is two. this is session two. The Thank lens. you so much for listening. If you are listening, whoever is listening, who do you think is listening? Who do you think would be listening? Uh, if I tell my mom about it, she'll listen. Yeah. Would um, you tell your mom about it? 
Maybe once we get like 10 episodes done. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's, yeah, whoever's listening, I hope you enjoyed it. It's kind of us just talking about ourselves and talking about who we are and who we want to be. It and is very self-centered. I'm almost self-conscious of it now. You know why? Why? What's wrong with being self-centered? Well, because there's like a tension in architecture, I think, about um, it's not art. So you're not an artist. So we're not it's ex- not about yourself, but at the same time, it kind of is. So there's like, I think there, I'm not saying it's like right or wrong. I think it is very important to have a, a voice, <laughs> but it, so that you can be a part of it. I think you're more effective if you're bringing your voice to a team, I guess. For sure. So I guess we're, yeah, focusing on finding our voice so that we can be. Effective. Yeah. Like my, my ideal is to be able to be, it seems black and white from the outside when you think about like a, an engineer or a doctor, like they have their vocation, their it seems from the outside like they have just like a straight shot of mm-hmm. who they are. Like they're just a doctor and they, they execute. They have right. like training. And they have they a specialize thing. in something. Exactly. And then, yeah. yeah and then that's what they do. Whereas our field seems so open-ended. You just get lost. Yeah. We can do so many things that we sometimes we just can't do anything. Yeah. Um, I think that's, is this a narcissistic thing? I don't think it, it is at all. It is at all. I mean, if you know, even if it is, maybe it's still important to do. <laughs> yeah, but I like. I I think we're 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 putting ourselves out at, at such at such such uncertainty that it doesn't come off as. <laughs> maybe, yeah. If anything, we're just coming up like we're just trying to yeah figure ourselves. So it's not self centered. It's not. It's not intended to be that at all. Um, and I feel like we're having these discussions with ourselves, and I and I. I'm pretty sure that there are other people who feel the same way. I, not not necessarily just in architecture, but in any form of probably yeah. in anything where there where there needs to be some form of expression, they everyone feels this and I feel like it's a good conversation, it's a healthy conversation to have with each other because it forces it could if if we're able to influence like one other person to think about something for themselves, then I think this whole exercise is a success because you and I are doing it and we could just have this conversation and not record it we'd still get that but maybe no I think this has given us more than just our I think regular our regular conversations yeah Yeah. I agree I agree I think being I think being in front of a mic forces you to think about certain things that you normally wouldn't talk about in a day-to-day it's kind of interesting I found it it's it's tough because like sometimes you can just yeah like it's 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 this is tough but it's it's exciting and if we're able to help ourselves and if we're able to help anyone else and i think it's mission success yeah that'd be really cool and i think we can wrap it up with that yeah i'm gonna trail on with one more yeah go ahead well i like the i like this because it's a process and i think after developing like this lens i think I want to find a way that, you know, we can bring it into everyday. Our everyday life, like the way we operate every day. Yeah. And so your life becomes like this process and you're sort of aware of this lens that you're developing. And I want to enjoy the doing the thing yeah. more than I do because I'm so focused on what's the end result going to be in many aspects of life. And I want to actively try to, you know, breathe, pause. And sort of recognize being in the middle of a a problem or a podcast mm-hmm. 
uh, and just sort of enjoy the process. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, enjoy the moment. And I think that's all. I feel like that's something not many people do because they're in the chase. Oh, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In pursuit. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I've, I'm, 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 I have that issue. I don't enjoy the moment because I'm in pursuit of something. Same. And I'm in, right now I'm in pursuit of something I don't know even know what it is. <laughs> so that just makes it even more difficult to enjoy the moment because you're just like you because know, you're focused you're you're pursuing something but you're focused on it but you're also trying to figure out what it is so that right. just occupies your thought. But I think yeah, just take a step back, just enjoy the moment and enjoy where you're where you whatever you're doing because it'll lead to something eventually or yeah. maybe not. Or- or just enjoy the process. I'll just enjoy the process, yeah. 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 Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. We are... <laughs>